In Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on Friday, October 27th, 2023. You're listening to WLIWFM. If you're walking under an oak tree this autumn on Long Island, one verb, duck, sums up best how to be, avoid becoming an unwitting player in a semi-regular fall phenomenon. John Asbury reporting on Newsday.com that fall 2023 has marked the return of masting. It's an occurrence every two to five years that yields an above average output of acorn production, Long Island arborist said. For those caught underneath an oak, it means potentially coming into the line of fire of an arbor like artillery of nuts raining down for Long Island and the rest of the Northeast. It also means more squirrels, deer, and birds, while growing concerns among arborists that development and climate change could exacerbate masting by overstressing trees to the point where a final massive acorn drop comes before an oak dies. Experts can't point to a scientific cause of the cyclical outsized crop of acorns, but believe heavy rain or droughts can contribute to pollinated or stressed trees, unleashing a large barrage of acorns, or as the nuts are also known, fruit at Long Island Wildland Preserves, backyards and wooded streets. A legion of acorns has been raining down this floor fall, plucked by nature from oak trees, a welcome addition to the menu of squirrels, deers, and birds, but posing a tripping hazard for humans, uh, along with the occasional plunk on an unsuspecting head. Uh, the director of grounds at Hofstra University, Michael Runkle, said there's no concrete scientific evidence or uh, one attribute that can contributes to a mass deer, even with Long Island's wooded ecosystem. The region's tree canopy is declining due to development and climate change affecting trees that normally produce acorns and beech nuts, trees that may be stressed by warmer weather or drought or, or dying may also shed a large number of acorns. And in other news, for 14 months straight, Heart of the Hamptons has seen a monthly increase in the number of people coming to the food pantry and operates out of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary Roman Catholic Church on Hill Street here in Southampton. And that streak shows no signs of ending, especially as the organization heads into what are typically its busiest months of the year. Kaylin Riley reporting on 27East.com that it's Forced Executive Director Molly Bishop and her staff volunteers to be increasingly creative and in some instances scramble on a week-to-week -week basis to meet the demand and ensure they can fulfill the organization's mission to never let any community members go hungry. Quote, the housing situation is really driving the economic stress that most of the families we serve are feeling. Bishop says the majority of the clients the pantry serves are working families, most of them with two incomes, still not enough to put food on the table thanks to both inflation and soaring housing costs that were already challenging before the pandemic and that went stratospheric in the pandemic's aftermath. The team at uh, East Hampton Food Pantry tells a similar story of the increasing need for food on the affluent East End. And of course, we just spoke to Holly Reichert Wheaton over at Springs Food Pantry, sending them the best against uh, ahead of the chow, to chow down this weekend. Uh, Bishop shared some sobering statistics during a presentation at a Southampton Village board meeting earlier this month after the board announced it would help support Heart of the Hamptons with funds from the state's Community Development Block Grant program. August 2022 was the first month when the trend of increasing need from month to month began, Bishop said, pointing that in August of 2023, the need was almost double what it was last August. Quote, if things are even just the same this year as they were last November and December, we'll definitely serve over 300,000 meals this year. Staying here in Southampton for the weather, uh, Christina Strassfield joining us from the Southampton Arts Center to talk about their uh, silent disco and costume contest, their annual Halloween party. I'm honored to be returning as the judge of the costume contest this year. Um, so again, that's I think it starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Christina will correct me if I'm incorrect because they'll have to change 
when I'm coming out, looking like a partly sunny Friday with a high near 72 here in Southampton Village, southwest wind, 3 to 7 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees, west wind around 5 miles per hour. Right now, it's 61 degrees. Continuing with our Gina tracks, this is when we'll play the Stray Cats, uh, Blues Traveler, uh, Bobby Womack, and Michael Bolton before Gina Cutillo switches us over to the Christina tracks for the rest of the program. Uh, I do have some uh, some backup tracks in case we need a little bit more. I've got uh, Maroon 5's Moves Like Jagger featuring Christina Aguilera if we need a little more at the end to lead you into the weekend here on The Heart. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are Stray Cats and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island, coastal Connecticut 96.9, central and western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you might be at WLIW.org slash radio.
fellows just see. Everybody's got a genie. Only the name has been changed to protect the innocent. Oh, yes. A little Bobby Womack. 
It's definitely 87. We had a, we actually had uh, a Gina track by Michael Bolton from the same year from the Hunger record. But I'm going to hop past that. And I'm going to hop past... Uh, wait, no. I'll keep Gina Cutillo's Christina. We'll see how much time we have. Uh, we've entered the Christina section of our set list this morning. Gina and Christina. Gina Farisi. And now Christina Strassfield, the one and only from Southampton Arts Center. I saw her. She was uh, surrounded by people at the heroines of the abstract expressionist era opening. Beautiful show. Let's please start there. What a collection. It's an amazing collection of both, you know, Rick and Cindy Lou. They've been collecting for 17 years together. And I had seen part of the collection. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, Yes, they've been okay, collecting together. Okay, that, that's their collection together. It's, absolutely. That is... And they do research together, and they talk about everything, and they discuss it. And I saw parts of it, but I, when I came up with the idea of, like, really showing the show, I went to the ha- their houses and saw the work and was totally blown away. Because besides all the women, they have men, and well, they, they have, have everything else well, as they well. Have, they have <laughs> Lee's... They have Lee's... Um, uh, not Lee... Um, Miss de Kooning. Elaine de Kooning. Elaine's portraits absolutely of, of some very famous ma- male artists male including artists. her husband that's right and Fairfield Porter and Fairfield and yes. Aristodemus Caldas was a very well known uh, artist at the time yeah absolutely she was amazing you know when she did John F. Kennedy's portrait yeah. and then again when he passed away when he was assassinated she couldn't paint for two years I because was she was so emotionally you know distraught distraught by it I, I I was glad to see her portraits because I didn't think they would be there. There well, were some uh, non-abstract pieces. Exactly, exactly. That's why the, I changed the title because um, he's shown parts of this collection before. Yes. And I felt that we had to have the air, the saying, heroines of the abstract expressionist era. Yes. And I felt that that was really important because I had met Jane Wilson. I had met Jane Freiliger. I had met Faye Lansdowne. And these were all artists who were part of that era, but they didn't paint abstractly. Right. You know, so I felt like it was important to include them. It was fun, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was nice to have to have the mix, although I am always loving a nice abstract expressionist piece. And there were some great ones. I'm trying to think of one that was uh, I won't I won't I won't think of it but there were there were a number uh in the first two rooms mm-hmm. that I was really drawn to but I mean uh, what are some of your favorites? Oh, my gosh. I love the Joan Mitchells. I think they are amazing. Yeah. Um, there's a Dorothy Denner piece, uh, which looks like it um, looks like it's a window into another space. I kind of really love that particular piece. I'm excited about the Michael West, Michael Corrine West, because I think that she's an artist who really has not gotten her due. And I think the works are so powerful. Those are the ones on the back wall in yes. Gallery 4. Yes. And I think that they kind of blow you away. They're You really always powerful. get good stuff back there. <laughs> I think... We try to keep all the galleries exciting and mix it up and have each one have their own presence. I think that's always really important when I'm doing a show. Who did the landscape on the back wall of Studio One? That was um, Jane Wilson. Okay. Jane Wilson, yeah. And we've got three works by her. They're all amazing. They're all amazing, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of amazing, uh, never a dull moment at SAC. Uh, Talk about uh, War of the Worlds and the upcoming Christmas show. Also with Michael. We are so excited because Michael Disher came to me with Center Stage and wanted to find a little home for it. And I said, you know what? I loved when we used to do community theater at Guildhall and let's bring it to SAC. So our first week, our last weekend was our first weekend of the collaboration and they did War of the World. They did three performances. Nice and spooky season, right? Nice way to welcome it in. Wasn't it? It's perfect for Halloween, just getting people in that mood. And they were fantastic. I have to tell you, these actors, they blew me away. They really blew me away me away and everyone was like well it's a radio show what does that mean you know it it was so exciting you were sit there and you were mesmerized for 90 minutes you were you were totally blown away so uh, i'm so excited and we're going to be having a christmas show he's doing it's called the big christmas show it's a musical radio play 
And that's going to be, again, four performances, um, December 8th, Friday, December 8th at 7, uh, and then Saturday, December 9th at 2 and 7 p.m., and Sunday, December 10th at 2 p.m. So great opportunities for the family to come together. And there are some visual elements to it, I imagine. Absolutely. Because if you have the stage, why not use it? So it's like, you know... There was a time when you would just be listening to War of the Worlds in your in your home or or any sort of programming. But this is cool because you get to add in some visual elements. So I'm not at all surprised that it's a fun thing to do. Everyone walked together. out saying, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I want to come to the next one. I want to come to the next one. And they were also going to be doing Glass Menagerie, uh, John oh, Lyons, who's wow. part of Center Stage, in January. So Fantastic. really opportunities to have a variety of different um, that's types of performances. Is, that Is it a Tennyson play? Yes. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so what else is going on? I know you said that uh, Rick is doing... A talk coming up? Yes, on, su- Sunday? We, on Sunday we're going to have a talk with Rick and Cindy Lou. I'm going to be moderating about their, that. About their collection. About their right? collection and how they collected, how they started collecting. You know, what is the piece that got away from them that they didn't get to oh, buy? Yeah, so all of those kind of things. And Rick is so knowledgeable about the art market as well. So he's going to give us some hints about things like that, like how he collected and what he collected. And, you know, some of the values are like extraordinary how works has skyrocketed. It seems to me... Uh, not having the kind of money to to collect art, <laughs> but if I did, um, it seems like a nice way to uh, a nice way to invest. You know, uh, it, it seems a little more stable in some ways than uh, some other markets might be. And as long as you uh, invest in keeping the work preserved well. That it's a smart uh, thing to add to your portfolio. I think so, and I think a lot of the, um, when you talk to people who are in the financial market, they do they do recommend things like that. Yeah. Going for certain artists, making sure that you can have the collection, you can enjoy the collection because it can be up on your wall. And what if, at the like, same time, <laughs> it's also like a fun way to invest because you can put some of your heart in there. You know, it, just as maybe starting your own nonprofit or 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 something like that. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, it shows your passion. You know, yeah. and again, what are you collecting? Why are you collecting it? What speaks to you as an individual? Right. I think that's very exciting, and I love to talk to people about that. Like, what inspired them? So I think that you know, Rick is going to share, and Cindy's going to share. You know, why? Why abstract expressionists? Why women? Uh, you know, what intrigued them about that? And and also, I'm still I'm still thinking about investing in art, a way to preserve the culture, you know. So true. We talk. So true. We, we have the hist- um, the festival of preservation coming to Sac Harbor Cinema, which I always love talking to Joe Lauro yes. about. Uh, and and you think about all the film that has been lost over time, mm-hmm. and like what a shame that is to lose uh, history. Absolutely. And the same thing with artwork. You know, if art isn't preserved, you know, if you don't store it properly, you know, something can it can get damaged. So what what kind of tips? I mean, you've been you've been in this business a long time, Christina. What tip? What are some uh, just basic tips as far as keeping your work well? You would say uh, mistakes maybe you've seen over the years. Absolutely. Uh, Storing in a basement. Storing okay. in a basement where moisture, moist, yeah. moisture is a it's deadly. Yeah. You know, once a painting has mold on it, it really has to go to a conservator to make sure. Also, storing in an attic is not good because usually attics are so it's dry. Not, right. So it's really hard. So climate control or an area where it's not too hot, not too damp, are, are really important elements to it. Don't stack work on top of each other. Right. Properly make sure that everything is wrapped if you're not going to be exhibiting it. Because once things are stacked on one another, they can dent the paintings or or stick. Together, or right? Stick together, the paint, if it's not, you know, oil paint takes a long time to, to, to really dry. And it can, you know, years later, it could, if it's been leaning on something, it could be transferred on another piece. Right. So then it has to get repainted. It has to go to a conservator. So those are kind of issues that are really, really And if you important. have, like, thick paint on top of a painting, you want that, that texture to stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such an important element to it. And if that gets flattened, it loses the, sort of the original brilliance of it. Yeah, we don't want that. All right, so so well, we we also have something coming up on the on the twelfth. I wanted to touch on um, of November. We're past that. 
<laughs> here at work. Almost Halloween. All right, so Helen Harrison. Uh, on November 12th, actually, it's going to be Audrey which Flack. Is, which is the reason why I said Lee at first, because we were talking about uh, the Paula Krasner team. That's right. All right, go ahead. But on Audrey, um, on November 12th, we're going to have Audrey Flack is coming in, and Audrey is in her 90s Fantastic. now. Fantastic, amazing woman. And she's going to be talking with Rick and Charles Riley, who was the former head of the Nassau uh, County Museum of Art. So we're excited about that. Uh, we're going to show a little film that was done on her, and then there's going to be a wonderful conversation. And then we're going to be showing the film Pollock that's going to be introduced by Helen Harrison from the Pollock Krasner, and that's going to be on Saturday, November 25th. 2 p.m. So great opportunities to really immerse yourself in all of this period of art and to have discussions and ask questions and really just learn. And if you want to just have a good time, hey, we can do that too. Tomorrow (laughs) night, we've got uh, the annual silent disco and costume contest. Very grateful and an honor to be asked back to judge the costume contest we love having you there and we're so excited that you're going to judge both the children and the adults all right so i'm excited that we're separating it this year so kids we're going to judge at 7 30 um eight o'clock i'll start walking around uh checking out the big kids and seeing their costumes 8 15 around-ish there uh, we'll judge the big kids um so so psyched I have to tell you. What yeah, time do we you, get started? We o'clock? get started at 7 and okay. it goes till 11. There's going right. to be food. There's going to be music. There's going to be uh, things to drink. Um, uh, there's going to be little gift bags for the little kids. Uh, there'll be prizes, awards for the award winners as well. But no children, no children will, no child will laugh yes. without something. No. Uh, we want to really make sure that they're all filled, they're winners. And that's important for all of us. We love that. Uh, I have to tell you, you have to come see the decorations. We've oh, had uh, Tish Rehill from Gardeneering, Faye Henderson from landscape designs and april gonzalez they have gone above and beyond when you see these decorations you're going to be blown away on the gates it's spooky it's fun uh just so imaginative i just love them we want to thank our sponsor which is mnt bank uh party perfectionist hanks uh pumpkin town topiary people have really contributed to oh, make this be a dynamic huh? event absolutely absolutely we're getting started at seven o'clock tomorrow feel like I should play the Monster Bash, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I've got Christina's songs, uh, Gina Cutillo's uh, Christina single. We've got uh, Chronics on deck with Christina from their chronology record of 2017. Then a little Waylon Jennings here on Love Long Island's it. only local <laughs> NPR radio station, the one and only Christina Strassfield. Do you know what you're going to be or are you going to make it a surprise? I think I'm gonna be a gypsy. Okay. I love you know, it was one of those things that I always a loved. A member being. of the Romani people. <laughs> Absolutely. I always loved doing it as a youngster. And, you know, I, I said, what should I be? What should I be? And I was like, I'm going to be a gypsy. All right. So I, I've got my stuff together. I'm going to be an egg. That's that's what. <laughs> I love it. Which I, w- I was going to just be Alice because I thought I wasn't going to have my bacon with me. But bacon's coming. Bluey will be there. And we can't wait to be with all of you at Southampton Arts Center uh, right on Job's Lane. Right on Job's Lane. In the heart of Southampton Village, I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Christina Strassfield. This is Gina Cutillo. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
wish I knew. All that's glittered on, cause now you're gone, my shooting star. You faded black to gold, and all that's warm, we had it all. I'm looking for dear life, I'm looking for Christina. Such a beautiful Exchange it for a life in working class society. 
listen up, young ones and listen up, young folks. Don't take talent and your treat for no joke. And enough roads to choose, so choose the right road. Make the wrong turn and when you grow older, I got to come back to aunt you. Tell it to your mother and your father and your aunt you. Tell them you can be anything that you want to. Any love and I love you for your dream, I really want you. Bim! Me granny tell me say no follow nobody, boy. Granny could tell me say no follow nobody. Say Sunday anything to man that you want be. And don't go follow no other people because you see they know Christine don't fulfill our destiny. And a man like them stay join every city. Bring friends and genius in the laboratory. Oh God, ask what a happy story. Gay ballad, huh? That's why you gotta believe in your partner's dreams. All right. We got Waylon Jennings, we got Terry Jackson, and I'm gonna fly across the uh, playlist past Cray, Patty Griffin, and the Oblivions to play Maroon 5 featuring Christina Aguilera and lead you into the NPR news break with Paul Simon playing She Moves On from the Rhythm of the Saints record of 1990. Uh, big thanks to our guests this morning, Gina Farise and Christina Strasfield, as well as our underwriters, uh, Village Overhead Doors, and uh, as well as Sag Harbor Cinema, which I didn't mention uh, to thank amidst the segment we just did with Miss Strasfield. Uh, I'll be with her and the whole SAC team tomorrow night at 7 for the uh, silent disco and costume contest. It's going to get spooky, my friends. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Waylon Jennings. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter, uh, donating online perhaps at WLIWFM.org. Their eyes are upon you as they sit there drinking, their hands reach up. For you with lust in their hearts As you dance away I know just what they're thinking As I watch them watch you It just tears me apart Dance while my heart breaks, Christina Dance to the strings of your shame and my sorrow I'll take you home when it's over To dream all the dreams of a brighter tomorrow Your eyes flash at them And the crowd all goes wild To them you're just a woman To go with their wine I look at you and all I can see is a child Hating the world 
makes you old before your time Dance while my heart breaks, Christina Dance to the strings of your shame and my sorrow I'll take you home when it's over To dream all the dreams of a brighter tomorrow Dance while my heart breaks, Christina Dance to the strings of your shame and my sorrow I'll take you home when it's over To dream all the dreams of a brighter tomorrow All right, no time for Maroon 5. I yapped too long. That's all right. Terry Jacks and Paul Simon leading you into NPR Newsbreak at the top of the hour, thus ending another successful broadcast week here on The Heart. Christina can make you feel so goofy. Christina will make you almost burn. But Christina can only try and fool you cause you know Pretty. That was Terry Jacks from his 1974 record, 40 Seasons in the Sun. Christina, as mentioned, bunny hopping, or really, Stag's Leap across the across the playlist. Cray, Patty Griffin, Oblivions, and Maroon 5 featuring Christina Aguilera. This is Paul Simon on WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.